Special thanks to our Patreon and channel supporter Fluffy Feet for the idea for this episode. Welcome back to Scary Bear Attacks. Today's episode takes us to the wild northern Rockies near Caribou in British Columbia, Canada. The granite mountains soar above the valley floor, which is around 3,700 feet in elevation. The mountain ranges here form a barrier that traps incoming moisture from the Pacific Ocean. In this area, fog and snow are common for much of the year. Because of the geography, the valleys between the mountains are lush and green. A ground-level canopy of alder, berry bushes, and wildflowers like yellow glacier lily and fireweed decorate the scenery. Pine and fir trees tower in the upper canopy and provide shade and shelter from the wind. The larger mammals of the area are black and brown bear, elk, moose, deer, cougar, and wolves. Mountain sheep and goats balance on the rugged Rocky Mountain slopes as they seek out their meager forage. On August 4, 1984, eccentric inventor and adventurer Troy Herdebeis was enjoying his time in the backcountry of central Canada. Troy trekked through the backwoods trying to carry his camp goods to a different trail, which led to another location. The last few days he'd felt an ominous presence watching him from the woods, but he knew that he couldn't let it paralyze him. He spent a lot of time in the wild, and this sense of impending doom was something he knew he couldn't ignore. As he slowly stumbled across the ground under the heavy burden of his backpack, he carried his portable sluice in his right hand and his twenty-two caliber rifle in his left. Over his head he draped an inflatable raft. Under this heavy burden, and with his vision nearly completely blocked by the raft, that familiar sense of foreboding filled Troy once again as he emerged from the trees into a small meadow. This time the feeling of impending doom was overpowering. He could feel the climax of terror that had haunted him over prior days. Troy couldn't stand it any longer and suddenly dumped the raft from his head and quickly glanced around. He searched to see the source of the ominous feelings he'd felt. As he looked to his left, he saw an enormous grizzly bear leaning over a stump just like a man leaning on a bar at a pub. The bear had a gray beard like an old man, and it had its elbows on top of the stump as it leaned over, glaring at Troy. Now, Troy was a bit of a throwback. He knew better than to carry a high-powered rifle. He felt they were unreliable in that they may misfire, or you could run out of bullets. He packed a knife known as an Arkansas toothpick. To people who know anything about knives, they would attest to the fact that it has a giant double-edged blade that widens to about two inches toward its handle. Anything with an Arkansas toothpick plunged into it wouldn't stand a chance of survival. Troy carried two of these for his personal defense against bears. Troy was about 5 feet 8 inches tall, and, and on all fours, the bear was nearly as tall as Troy at its shoulder. As the old man streaked toward him, he lost control of his bladder and his sphincter. He peed and crapped himself in terror. About 20 feet from Troy, the giant bear slammed on the brakes and slid to within just a few feet from him and stared him in the eyes for a second. The bear found the answers he was searching for in Troy's eyes, and he quickly snapped his jaws out toward the man's chest. Troy flew through the air several feet and landed on his backpack. Visions of the bear's next actions raced through his mind. He imagined the bear pouncing on him and slashing his flesh with enormous claws, rendering his flesh tattered, but he knew it would not be a fast death. But the savage slashing attack never happened. His sluice box and rifle flew out of his reach to either side as he landed on his back. The bear huffed and pawed the ground in a furious demonstration of Troy's trespass on his territory. 
Troy scrambled to his feet and pulled out his two Arkansas toothpicks and waved them toward the bear to show he was ready. The old man then twisted his head back and forth as he studied Troy's reaction. Troy says the bear next did what he referred to as a smile. The giant Bruin turned and slowly walked away, with his point made clear to the man. When Troy was a young man, his father had built a reconstruction of an Iroquois Native American village, where he learned to appreciate ancient ways while he whiled away his youth there. Troy's father had hand-hewn hundreds of cedar logs with a hatchet and burnt the ends in a giant fire pit to keep the logs from rotting in the ground. He then constructed them into log walls around the recreated village as young Troy watched. Like his father, Troy was always building something. Over his youth, he had felt the pressure every young man feels as he wanted to make his father proud. He definitely got his inventiveness and creativity from watching his father and had turned his talents into creating a few of his own ideas. Troy focused his love of nature and its systems into his career path. He studied at Sir Sanford Fleming College and graduated as a natural resources ecologist. Jobs in this field were rare, if not non-existent, so Troy went back to his home in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and started a scrap metal business. While rummaging through the local dump in search of salvageable materials, Troy did close-quarter bear research at the dump, spending much of his time mere feet from black bears while they rummaged through searching for food. After his run-in with the old man, Troy was obviously troubled by the incident. The possibilities continued to tumble through his mind. After watching the movie RoboCop, Troy had a vision of what he could do to limit the damage of an altercation with a giant bear like the old man. Utilizing some of the materials from his scrapyard, he set about constructing his first iteration of his bear-proof suit. His first concept he called the Ursa Mark I, and it resembled a glorified hockey outfit with shoulder pads and a helmet. Troy put this version to the test and noted the deficiencies in his design. Going back to the drawing board, he considered more expensive materials or alternate designs as his creative juices flowed from pencil and paper into the physical form of the suit. Over the following seven years, Troy poured all of his life savings and energy into improving and perfecting his bear-proof suit. He obviously didn't do any market research to see if he could ever sell such an amazing invention, but he persisted. Each new version required about a year's worth of research, acquisition of materials, and integration into an improved design. Troy believed so much in his purpose and product that he alone would be the test subject whenever his bear-proof suits were tested. Over seven years of testing, Troy was shoved over cliffs, rammed in the chest by suspended logs, as well as beaten by his helpers with two-by-four lumber. In addition, he allowed a truck traveling 30 miles an hour to run into him. 18 times. By the time he had developed his sixth iteration of his suit, dubbed Ursus Mark VI, Troy even tested the suit by walking through a pit of fire. As you can imagine, the public took a great interest in the pursuits of Hurtabise. He was seen as an eccentric but curious personality. On a few occasions, he was a special guest on Canadian TV or radio shows. In 1996, a documentary was created regarding Hurtabise's obsession. It was displayed at film festivals to critical acclaim. Troy's research into improving his bear-proof suit also led him to other discoveries. After he was burned by the propulsive powder in the airbag inside of one of his suit concepts, he invented fireproof paste, which he used on himself. He even invented the paste that could absorb sniper rifle shot after shot, a feat never before reported in a public demonstration. Troy Herdebeis was undoubtedly a genius, but more aptly described as a troubled genius. 
After all of his innovation, creativity, and persistence, Troy had begun to have trouble in his finances in his late 40s. He'd separated from his wife in an attempt to clear his head. He'd also pawned his Ursus Mark VI bear-proof suit at the local pawn shop for only $1,500. After so many failures and never having reached a successful design he could recover his financial investments from, Troy was particularly despondent. Reportedly, he was not in his right mind when at 1 p.m. on June 17, 2018, he directed his car into a tractor trailer hauling fuel. Troy died in a massive explosion resulting from the collision at the age of 54. The driver was not seriously hurt during the accident. After mulling over the details of this episode, I'm left with many questions, but only have time to ask you a few. Do you think Troy's bear attack left a negative psychological impact on his mind? Do you think there's much more to a bear attack than the apparent physical damage they can inflict? Do you think Troy's pursuit of a bear-proof suit was the manifestation of a creative genius or the impractical rantings of a lunatic? What do you think were the limitations of a bear attack-proof suit like Troy's that could be overcome with developments in material science? Do you think it will ever even be realistic for a bear-proof suit that is functional to be created? I would love to hear your comments, so please post them in the comment section below and let's talk about it. If you enjoyed this video, please consider liking it and subscribing to our channel. We're trying to get 100,000 subscribers by the end of the year, and it would be great to have your support in that. Clicking the bell icon will keep you posted when we release new videos, and sharing our links to your social media platforms spreads awareness and is fun. If you'd like to support our channel, please click on the Patreon link below this video and choose an amount that matches your generosity. Our merch store is back online and functioning great, and we have a whole bunch of new colors and sizes in our product lines. You can find the link below this video. A quick thanks to our patrons, Melissa Gottlieb, Patrick McCose, Megan Trend, Nathan P., Dina White, Cole Rodriguez, Aurora, April Donovan, Ryan Cernicky, Char, Chris Marlar, Wayne Washington, Fluffy Feet, Cheyenne, April Donovan again, she has two accounts, and Drone Adventures. Your support means the world to me. As a valued member of our human community, I encourage you to adventure bravely and be careful out there, especially in bear country.